the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. God created man from the dust of the earth. Our sovereign, all-knowing, all-powerful, infinite God is the only one who could do so. God breathed into man's nostrils the breath of life, and he became a living soul. He created man in his own image to live with him eternally. Then God took one of the ribs from the man and created woman to complement man. Listen with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander imparts from the Holy Scriptures the creation of man, woman, and marriage as God ordained it. Why God put Adam to sleep? The Bible doesn't say why, but I use my sanctified imagination. I believe God put Adam to sleep and he wakes up and sees her that he would spend a lifetime discovering who she is and what she's about. Women are unique creatures. And even today, we're still trying to figure out our wives. And sometimes we still get it all wrong. You know, because if, if, if you know, God, God could have, God could have let, he didn't have to put Adam to sleep. He could have left him awake. And Adam could have seen how she was put together with her hands and her eyes and, and could have seen all the things how God did it. And then he could have got beside himself. Now, listen here, woman. I, I knew you. I saw you when God put you together. Don't mess with me. I saw how he could, he could be, be prideful, lifted up. But God put that rascal asleep. So he would not be able to even bring up how this fine specimen of a creature the likes of which he had never seen before. We spent a lifetime trying to understand her intellectually, emotionally, in every other wise. Now, we must be mindful, my friends, that just because Adam was created first does not make Eve a lesser creature than Adam. In other words, one sex is not superior are inferior to the other. For she too was created in the image of God and like Adam exercised dominion over God's creation. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 27 it says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him. Male and female he created them. Notice that the rib was taken out of Adam's side. It was taken out of Adam's side, which meant that the bone was not taken from the head because Adam was not to be ruled over by the woman, you see, nor out of his feet because God didn't intend for Adam to trample on that woman. But the bone was taken out of his what? Side to be equal with him and to complement him. 
and to complete him. Only a man and a woman could have companionship, intimacy, and closeness to love, comfort, cherish, and nurture one another and reproduce for the purpose of populating the earth. Now, I know you have lesbians and homosexuals. They're saying, well, we can love one another and comfort one another and we can cherish one another. Uh-huh, sure, but you cannot reproduce with each other. You cannot reproduce. There is another major point of consideration. The scripture says at the end of verse 22, and he, God, brought her to the man. And not another man to the man. Or it wasn't, it wasn't Steve to Adam. Huh? And it wasn't uh, Shirley to Eve or none of that kind of stuff. Look, look, and God brought her to the man and not another man to the man or a woman to another woman. God created one man and one woman who were male and female. In other words, in this verse, God did not create several women for one man, which is polygamy. You notice he took one rib, I'm going back to that rib, and not ten ribs. He didn't mean for Adam to have ten women. One rib. One, and I know we, I know we folk love us some ribs. <laughs> but he took one rib which is indicative of having one wife, one woman, huh? One woman, one man, one male, one female. Not one man and five women or not five women and one man. Inherited in this passage is a heterosexual monogamous relationship as a divine pattern for marriage that God established in creation. Though Adam and Eve were created two equal, I can't say that enough, though Adam and Eve were created two equal persons and beings, their functions and purposes in marriage, home, and even in the New Testament church differ. You know, they're equal, but there are differences. Don't let my life tell there's no difference between a man and a woman. It is a difference. Our anatomy is different. He didn't make us the same. Huh? Not in the sense of our anatomy. Won't y'all just say amen? Don't look at me like that. Okay? All right. That's right. I don't want no woman looking more man than me. I want her to be different. My wife, I want her as hard as me. You know, have more muscles than me and all that stuff, you know? All I'm saying is two equal persons, different functions for different purposes in the marriage, in the home, and in the New Testament church. Does not mean one is less than the other, inferior to the other, different roles, different functions. Satan has always sought to reverse the role of men and women to create confusion in the marriage, to create confusion in the home, and to even create confusion in the church where people get their, even in the body of Christ, they fight and fuss because they get their roles mixed up, even in the context of the body of Christ. For example, today we see gender confusion. Say gender confusion. Uh, where some men and women are having 
surgery to have a sex change with hormone treatments. Now, y'all looking at me. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Isn't that fair? They're glamorizing it. But listen, they're trying to soften sin, glamorize sin. And you know what? The reason we get more of this junk on television is because Christians don't speak out. And let me tell you something. If you don't speak out, you mothers and you grandparents and you seniors and all these other folk in here, listen, you're going to lose your children, and that's got, that is becoming the new norm. Well, you got to call right, right, wrong, wrong, sin, sin, and, and, and you don't have to check in with people because God has already established the authoritative order from Scripture. There is a saying that, that says, well, I, 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 God said it, I believe it, that settles it. No, no, don't, don't ever say that anymore. Stop saying that. God said it, that settles it, whether you believe it or not. You see. And then, I'm not only through, y'all. There are cases in America and other parts of the world, I kid you not, where parents refuse to identify their child's gender allowing the child to decide at a later time their own gender, even though they are born with specific genitalia. You may change your genitals, but God still sees you as what he originally created you to be. Just because you cut something off or create something that wasn't there and make a new something does not mean that you are now a woman who used to be a man, or a man who used to be a woman, or vice versa. When you stand before God, God still sees you as what he made you. You just minus that, but you still what God created you to be. Now, you know what? It doesn't matter that folk get mad at me. I've been preaching now for almost 30 years. So I don't worry about folk feeling anymore. I've gotten over that. Folk can make ugly faces. Look, Listen, the uglier you make your face, the, the longer I preach. So smile so I can hear them get through. You don't intimidate me. The same message, if they let me preach it from the White House, I'll do it. As Pastor Rander continues the most beautiful love story ever told from the best resource ever written, he conveys the role of the husband and wife in marriage. Marriages founded upon and lived out according to the word of God are marriages that last till death do us part and set the God-ordained marital foundation for generations to come. Listen as Pastor Rander continues to feed our hearts, minds, and souls with this sacred truth from God's word. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek. That's why pulpits are so weak. And that's why churches can't be agents of change. That's why transformation is not happening. You know what judgment is going to start? It's not going to start in Hollywood. It's not going to start with the White House. It's going to start with the church of the living God because the church has gone to sleep and we just don't even raise our voice and be a prophetic voice against the ills and sins of our society in which we live. Unless those who do such things repent, they will die in their sins and receive eternal judgment from God.
Okay, so you have gender confusion. I told you, Satan is a specialist in reversing roles. He said, you're a man. You're, God said, you're a man, you're a woman. He said, no, you ain't. You, you really, there's a woman down in you. You know? That's right. That's what, you know, so he makes you doubt the authority of the word of the living God. Huh? So, so you got gender confusion. And then you have marital confusion. The God-ordained role of husbands and wife in marriage. Even role reversals there. And creates all kind of tension and issues in marriage. You have your Bibles, turn to Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 through 25. You see, see, look at the book. I'm not making this up. If you haven't torn the pages out, it's there in your Bible. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 through 25. Ephesians 5, 22 through 25. Look what it says. Wives, submit to your own husband. That's right. You don't be meddling with other folk husbands. Your own husbands, as to the Lord. In other words, you submit to your husband's husband as you would submit to the Lord. Or because you submit to the Lord, you submit to your husband. For the husband is head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in what? Some things. If, now, you know what? It gets quiet when we get to texts like these because the spirit of feminism in and all that stuff out in society has crept into the church and the poor old preacher is too, too coward to confront these issues and cut to the chase because of the feminine movement, the feminist movement, the feminist movement that has crept into the church. You see, the wives submit to your own husbands, for the husband is the head. Say head. Now, the word head refers to authority. Say authority. Yeah, I'm going to come straight down the scriptures on all these issues. Some of these issues are going to make you mad. Some of these issues are going to... I'm not hardly, wait till next week. If the Lord let me see it. <laughs> Head refers to authority. It doesn't mean the husband is superior and the wife is inferior because he's the head of the house. Men and women are equal in the eyes of God. However, God has assigned different roles and functions in the family and he has said the husband is the head of the wife. As Christ is the head of the church. You can't have the wife and the husband being the head. That's, 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 that's quirky. That's, 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 that's wrong. You know, the, the, the wife, because you, you have competition. And when we get out of our lanes and our God-given assignment and roles, then we have havoc in society and gender confusion and marriage and church and parent-child relationships, you see. So, so, so it says that wives submit to your own husband as to the Lord. In other words, sisters, listen. Don't ask God to give you a husband until you are ready to submit to his headship and allow him to be your cover. In other words, if you're not ready to submit, you remain joyfully single. That's a big talk. I want y'all to, that needs to say, but you need to, did y'all get what I'm saying? Stop. Oh God, I want a husband. I ain't no man. 
Hard to find them. Oh, they all around. The Lord has to lead them to lead them to you. That's right. That's right. You know, and I can say a lot about that, but I better stay on track right here. You know, listen, if you're not ready to submit and you don't want a man telling you what you're used to your singleness and you used to getting up when you want, going when you going, stay out as long as you want, got your house, you spend your paycheck and all that kind of stuff, and you don't want nobody asking you where you've been and you don't have, well, here's what we're going to do with the money and you're so used to having it your way all those years. Listen, you stay yourself single because when you marry, you're going to have to give up those rights and you're going to have to merge. That's right. You're going to have to put yourself under his authority. This is not Draper's theology. It's the scripture theology. You know, what's all the fuss about? There's nothing wrong with being single as unto the Lord. I want to tell you a little secret. There's a whole lot of folks married who wish they had stayed single. <laughs> oh, this, oh, God, what are they do? Listen, they married her because she's pretty. Or they married, or she married him because he got a little money. Got a nice ride. Got a little education. You're married for the wrong reason. She cute. Listen, that cuteness in time is going to fade away. He's handsome. I like his curly locks. He's going to be like me one day. Don't you dare marry anybody because of outward appearance and God is trying to show you your husband but you so busy looking for Miss Casanova with, with the biceps and the things and all that and inside he is just as corrupt and devilish mean Honoring, disrespectful, but all he got some muscles. It is not God. God told Samuel, "Don't look at the outer appearance. Look at the heart." And that person that you see as ugly, got a pot belly, hair kind of not got a big curve in there, and God is saying, "He is." And, no, and you say, no, no, he ain't. <laughs> no, no, oh, God. Oh, God. God, I know you got to say, God, you got to be, you got to be joking, God. God, come on, God, come God, please, God. He said, yeah. But he loves you, loves those children. He's gentle, massage those feet. Surprise you with cooked meals. He may not have the looks, but he got the touch. Everything that glitters is not gold. I'm going to get to the men in just a minute. Uh, wives, the only reason for not submitting to your husband it's when he asks you to do something that violates the integrity of Scripture. If he's not getting you to cheat and lie, steal, do something unethical, and to hurt somebody vindictively, then you submit to him. And let me say this too, by the way, because it's real quiet right now. When I say that word submit, you get real quiet. 
you will never be able to submit to your husband, ladies, until you first submit to God. Because it is God who, get, who enables you to submit to his glory and to his honor for the glory of almighty God. Now, this is not a popular teaching. Some people hate this kind of teaching, but frankly, I don't as long as I'm telling the truth, I've got God on my side. I would have God smiling at me and you mad then have you glad. And I'm finna go to God's divine woodshed because I'm scared of what you think. And the church gets weaker. Let me, let me say something, something else too. Wives, should wives earn the same salary as a hubby and make or make more money than a husband, you're still obligated to submit. It's not based on who makes the most money. That's right. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Listen, when, I, when we got married first years, I was a school teacher. You know, school teachers barely make anything now, but you know, way back then in the 70s, you know teachers didn't make anything. And my wife works for a law firm. And when I looked at my dad, Look. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I didn't get jealous. It's all coming in the same pot. We, with the help of God, we're going to have vision for the Lord's finances as we put it under his divine management. Honey, go for it, baby. Get more raises. More for the Draper's house. I wouldn't listen, I wouldn't own that kid. I, my ego, I've never had my ego bruised because my wife made more than me. Man, you gotta get over yourself. Because the truth be told, I'm gonna start meddling now. If she got little children and all that, her best place is to be at home anyhow. Because she's the nurturer, you the provider, according to scripture. Now look how quiet it gets now. Do you realize you your aim, it should be to, to put all your finances under divine management and to be able to pay all your bills on his finances, on his salary. So when you get pregnant or you get sick or you get down or you have twins or triplets or quadruplets and all that stuff and you say, honey, I can't go back to each other. It's too expensive to go to, to a babysitter. Listen, that money can be in the house. Now, you're not going to hear that because you... I like to conform to the ways of this world. But actually, mamas, I said it, you've heard me say it a number of times, and I'm talking to somebody in here because I have to rivet this truth. Nobody is going to love your child like you. Okay, what you say? I don't care how good that babysitter is. I don't care what the nursery and it's the best in town and I'm paying a thousand dollars. Listen, nobody's going to love your child and treat your child and rear your child like that mama. That baby was conceived in your womb. You had those labor pains. God holds you responsible for being operative in your motherhood. Don't just say amen. Let me tell you something. Submission is the key 
to a healthy, well-balanced home, wives should submit to the Lord and their, and their husbands. God will bless a wife who honors the headship of her husbands. Now, look at, look at, look at verse 25. Look at verse 25. It says, husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. In other words, husband, it's your turn now. Husbands should submit to the Lord and love their wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. The church, by the way, is a she and not a he. The church is the bride. Jesus is the bridegroom. Huh? And we are getting ready for the coming of the Lord who is the bridegroom. We all, male and female alike, we make up the bride of Christ, the body of Christ. And it's, the text is saying, you, uh, husbands, you should love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for the church. How much did Christ love the church? He died for the church. And man, you're not, you don't really love your wife until you're willing to die for her. That's right. You don't let anybody dog your wife out. That doorbell ring in the middle of the night, you don't say, honey, go, uh, uh, go see who at the door. No, that phone, if that, if, that, if that doorbell rings, I'm getting, I'm not sending Darlene to the door at midnight. I'm the head of the house. I'm going to get up. And you don't know what I got in my house. I don't say everything. Hey, Amen. I'm going to leave you wondering. That's right. Pastor Rander concludes this message by sharing spiritual wisdom regarding the God-ordained role of the husband and wife in marriage, children and parental responsibility in the family, and pastors, bishops, elders, deacons, and women in the church. There is no question that God sanctified marriage. He ordained and blessed it in the beginning. If we desire to experience joy in marriage, we must follow God's lead. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.